0: You're listening to Habs Culture, a Montreal Canadiens podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Habs Culture and on Twitter at Habs underscore culture to stay on track with news and updates. It's a Marty party in Montreal. The Habs have officially won six out of seven games since our last episode. A lot has happened. Unfortunately, we had to take a week off because of uh, because of exams because we're students. Um so I take off time for that. But the Habs have played some amazing hockey. And there was a big trade that happened that we didn't get to cover unfortunately. Um a trade that we kind of um spoke about and a bit in the last episode and wanted to see what we would have liked as a return. And it was Tyler Foley. Tyler Toffoli got traded to the Calgary Flames. In exchange for prospect Emil Heineman, forward Tyler Pitlick, Rem Pitlick's cousin for anyone who was wondering, a first round pick in 2022, and a fifth round pick in 2023. So I'm going to throw on to you right away, and we'll get to the other things later. But your first, your initial reaction, and I know what it was because we were texting when it happened, but Mm -hmm. for the viewers, your initial reaction to the trade?
1: I was a little bit underwhelmed. I mean, I think we could both agree on that at, Mm. at first sight. Um... But then again, right, we're talking about a player... Uh, we're talking about a team here that, that we've talked about so many times that is, is is in a position to sell. And, you know, Tyler Toffoli is a top-six forward who provides a lot of goal scoring, especially to a team like Calgary, where their secondary scoring isn't all that strong. Um, but look, we got our first-round pick. We got our prospect, which we'll, we'll get into a little bit later, but that was, um, you know, put under a microscope by v- Vaison LeCavalier for uh, about two, three weeks there. So... Look, again, my, my initial thoughts were a little bit shaky because I was, I was hoping for a guy like Connor Zeri or for a guy like um, Jacob Pelletier. Um, but unfortunately, that might have been a little bit unrealistic. So we'll settle. We'll settle for the first. We'll settle for the prospect. Um, but I'm not mad at all. I think that it was a fair return, to say the least.
0: I think we were, we were underwhelmed because of the expectation that Twitter gave us. The names that were flying around. And then you start you start saying a bar of this is actually going to be the return. I hope we get that. And then when it doesn't happen, you're like, well, wait, why isn't it? And if you take a step back and you actually realize what the trade was, you come to realize that they acquired a 2022 first round pick, which is going to be a late pick, which is going to be in the 20, 25 to 30 range where Jacob Peltier was picked. So it was one or the other. It was that pick or it was Peltier. Mm-hmm. And LeBron said apparently they asked for Palaszczuk instead of that pick. But the Flames didn't budge. Um, and the Canadians rather get um, Emil Heineman rather than just a regular second-round pick because he's already developed more than a kid they would draft this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so look, I think that's obviously going to set the market for what's to come. Um, any other trade that the Habs make further on I think we have to set as a fan base um, expectations that it probably won't get a bigger package than this one because of the term, because of the, the money he's making. was a very good contract, very team-friendly. But there are some players who are increasing their trade value significantly in the past few games, thanks to Marty St. Louis. We'll get into that a bit later. The likes of Ben Shirada, Terry Lekin and even Jeff Peachy, for that matter. Um, but yeah, look, I think everyone loved Tyler Toffoli. He decided to come here as a free agent. So it doesn't happen often. But at some point, if a team calls and it's the package you like, you got to pull the trigger because they're they're in a retool situation. They got their prospect that was traded twice. Um, I don't know if that's a bit of a red flag. He was trading the Sam Bennett deal. Um, I don't think it is. It just, it just I think it's a way to look at it is that um, teams want to acquire that prospect. If that's the way you want to look at it, uh, he skates well. Uh, he's fast. He's a big body. I think that's the most important thing um, to look at because Cantu says he wants to build a fast team, different, big and fast. Well, like that can skate well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so look, we'll see. You, you can only time will only tell how this trade goes for the Canadians. Um, and obviously, they have to hit on that pick because, right? You have they to hit on that first round pick. Or use it to move up, right? Absolutely. Um, LeBron said, though, on um, the SICK podcast, Tony Maranillo's podcast, that apparently the Habs won the 2023 first-round pick instead of the 2022 first-round pick. Interesting. And yeah, we spoke about this because that could become a lottery ball if ever Calgary has a dumpster fire next year. Right. And yeah. and everyone knows who's the, the one to pick of next year, right?
1: Right. And even three, I'm pretty sure some uh, young Slovak kid who has been proving himself Mm. immensely over time. But um, just to talk about kind of what you mentioned about, you know, asking for the 2023 pick and I kind of brought it up to you. And I think we talked about it briefly, but I think I think what Montreal is trying to do and I think what any team that's trying to acquire draft picks at a specific deadline is trying to do is not put all their balls in one court. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's important, right? Because if Montreal went out and acquired four to five first round picks, right? And you miss on three out of five of them. You you essentially traded big assets for nothing. Not for nothing. Not for nothing, but you didn't hit. Right. And mm-hmm. you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to do that to yourself or you don't want to put yourself in that vulnerable position. So that's why I think that, you know, going after the, 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 later year, like you said, the potential for a potential lottery ball, which would be amazing, but also maybe, you know, a different draft class and a, some different players and a, and, and a whole different, and again, Montreal is in a position where their management is, is up in the air and it's building and it's retooling in, in, in its own sense. So they might have a different perspective on the draft in 2023 as opposed to in 2022. So again, there's there's a lot of factors and there's a lot of ideas floating around, but I think that it kind of makes sense that they might want a 2023 as opposed to a 2022 because
0: they keep their options open. I do think, though, that after that San Jose trade, um, the Eric Carlson deal, that every team protects their picks no matter what position they're in. Mm-hmm. Like, look, Calgary protected... The first round pick the Habs acquired was protected top three. And Calgary is one of the best teams in the West, and they still protected that pick. I don't know why they had to protect it because they're not missing the playoffs, but they protected a top three just in case. Hmm. Like, it, so, like if you are acquiring a pick for twenty twenty three and considering who one and two is gonna be in Michkov and Bedard, everyone's gonna protect that pick, no matter right. how good of a team. Like, even Tampa Bay would protect that pick.
1: No, absolutely, just in
0: case, right?
1: No, you are right. You are right.
0: So, I think it's gonna be tough. Um, everyone knows the Habs this season would have been like next year or the draft class of next year would have been ideal for this year's draft class for the Canadian situation.
1: Yeah. At least the top because five the, or the top
0: three. They're kind of like, not only is winning the lottery lucky, but whoever the first overall pick is like, if it's a franchise player, it's even luckier. Right. Because mm-hmm. every first overall pick is different. Um, but look, we'll, we'll, We'll see what happens with other trades. Um, the Toffoli one, yeah, we had expectations that were probably a bit unrealistic um, considering that Calgary wasn't willing to budge. But uh, I'm sure, look, the Habs are clearly happy what they got because they accepted it right away and they didn't wait. And uh, and apparently Ben Chirot was supposed to be in that deal. Um, but what, they were going to give the 2022 first round pick and the 2023 first round pick because Chirot, well, unless they call back because Chirot had a huge night last night in Calgary yeah against them so maybe they call back and say you know what here take Belcher
1: right I mean that (laughs) would that would be ideal um and and also it's it's also (laughs) interesting to note too right that I mean um you you can chime in on this but I I think the closer that you do get to the deadline the more the more specific players become more valuable and it depends on the player of course depending on their play but but teams that are in desperate need of a depth forward or a or a top four defenseman, become become eager to move their their draft picks or their prospects. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that look like in this case the fully trade happened what give or take two two and a half weeks ago. And with that being said, I mean that's still five to six weeks outside of the deadline. So I think Montreal was very satisfied with with the return that they were getting. And this is this is a time where I'm going to say, look, Ken Hughes, you're you're the man in charge do what you got to do I'm not I'm not making a comment until until you know until further notice until I see what you do with these picks and these players and how you develop them right
0: yeah and in the Habs case I think uh the chariot injury remember that little scare he had yeah I think that um kind of like an alarm went off in the offices saying you know what if if we get an offer we like just take it Mm -hmm. just in case and um again I'm gonna go back to to LeBron here that Tyler Foley, like the Habs have a list here of players that they see making it out of the rebuild and ones that aren't making it out of the rebuild. We'll use those terms. And Tyler Foley was one where they saw him on the team, but also if they received the right offer and it's when you couldn't refuse, you take it. And I think that's what they did. I can say like that, that pick can be very valuable. Like, so for people that are saying, "Oh, he was great leadership." And we said it. We said it on this podcast. We said we would like a Peltier type of return for it to be worth moving that guy because of his office value. And they got a they got a Peltier pick because he's he was picked in that range. But obviously I would have personally liked to see Peltier because he's developed. Well, not developed, but he's actually doing very well in the AHL. Yeah. And he's and, almost and- there. He's NHL ready, so it's better yeah. than waiting two to three years for the guy you're going to pick at 22 or 30.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and he had mm-hmm. a good World Juniors, ready right? He showed off there. And, yeah. And again, it's it's about it's about these players taking advantage of their of of the spotlight that they have. And yeah. I don't want to go on too much of a tangent here, but uh, your your edge Slavkovsky from Slovakia really put on a show at the Olympics. 17 mm-hmm. year old from Slovakia who's now shot up in the rankings. I think he's at you know top top. 10 but like more top seven type of thing mm-hmm. and it's, no, like, he think, shot up there quick yeah yeah very quickly and and i think i think it's really interesting to see how like certain players take advantage of those situations and 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 the spotlight that they're given
0: he's a funny kid too he was on the 32 thoughts the podcast I listen to that as well you listen to that yeah. hey it's a funny yeah. kid
1: he was really and and i think it was unintentionally too which was even funnier oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one that of those guys that's <laughs> just unintentionally funny <laughs> It was hilarious. Like, I mean, yeah. he was talking about his dogs, and he was talking about how like his teammates keep him updated on like uh, on, on the um, on the draft rankings. And yeah. I just thought I thought it was funny. But he he's, seems like a good kid. And I'm, I mean, mm-hmm. again, now we're go. I don't want to go too much into this, but it, it was a, it was a pretty funny uh, yeah it was pretty a good funny episode.
0: Show. Um, we'll move on to the next um news that we didn't. I don't think we covered in the last episode. It's been it's been a while. Um, Vincent Le Cavalier was hired as well as Nick Bobrov. Um, So Nick Bobrov uh, for the Canadians will serve as co-director of amateur scouting. Um, So he'll be alongside Martin Appoint. Remember we spoke about this, about who's going to run the show at the draft? Well, we have our answer. It's going to be them two, and obviously Gordon's going to have his say. Um, Bobrov was with the the Rangers for six seasons while Gordon was there. So um, it's the beginning of the poaching season. Mm -hmm. And I've been asking for this for years now. The Canadians are a wealthy, wealthy franchise who didn't take advantage of poaching uh, people in positions that there's no salary cap, right? doesn't matter how much you pay an amateur scout, but steal them from the teams like Tampa and from the Rangers who drafted well. Um, So he's going to come alongside Montana point, which is huge. Who knows who's going to become the head of amateur scouting, but he's right now they're, they're sharing it like the, like the front office uh, with Hughes and right. Warren. Um and Le Cavalier. Everyone, well, I hope everyone knows that name. I hope I hope you guys know who he is. Um, he will be uh, special advisor to hockey operations. So uh, in in that that's the fancy word for assistant general manager. Um, but you can't name him assistant general manager if he's not physically in Montreal because right. he's not, and he didn't want to come. He wanted to stay in sunny Florida with his family. So he'll be watching games and he's doing the, uh, I think he's doing pro scouting. So he's going to do watch other games and the Habs games through his computer and TV. What a job. What a life that is. Yeah. Jeez. And then, then he just, he makes obviously uh, reports, sends it to Hughes. Is I like this guy? Maybe this guy's going to fit in well with uh, St. Louis. And that's it's, you know, it t- Trevor Timmons wasn't in Montreal physically.
1: Yeah, and you know I didn't know that. I had
0: no idea. And it makes sense because we we never saw him. <laughs> when we just saw him the, at draft. the draft. That's it. That's it. He'd show up yeah. bigger every year, like wider. Guys <laughs> constantly well, bi- hitting the gym, bicep, the bicep uh, club. Well, bicep he'd probably club. come here. Yeah, he'd probably come here and then for the bicep club, you know. Well, I,
1: you know what I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking that he came in. He- I think like a once a month meeting with Bergevin, like just a curl, just just a curl, strictly with at Point, because point
0: Point's huge. Also, I think he's part; he's oh, the yeah? last member of the Bicep Club. Okay. Yeah.
1: At least we yeah. still got
0: him. I mean, at, at least, yeah. If ever, if ever we meet him, we could always reminisce about the Bicep Club. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyways, um, so yeah, two huge additions, um, in my opinion, because amateur sky is going to be huge for this draft, considering all the seasons that were lost for some of these kids and. Trying to come up with something under a new regime, and Le Cavalier. Look, it's Le Cavalier. Like I'm sure he knows his hockey players, and I'm sure he can help out finding young talent. And as you noticed, everyone in this front office now knows each other. And I don't even think it's a bad thing. People are calling you know, it a uh, what's it called a, a golf club or whatever. I don't know.
1: Um, I know. I know what you're referring to.
0: I like just retirement, don't know. like you know those clubs that retirement people. Right, it's like, it's like it's like it's like
1: the the group of
0: golf players that just go out and play yeah. all the time. Together. They're calling that's it. Like... Yeah, people are calling that, and I think people that are calling that are just jealous that they didn't get hired. Um, right, but look, if you want to be successful, you got to trust the people around you, and I think that's actually oh. exactly what they're doing.
1: You're you're a hundred percent right, and there's mm. there's no way around that in my opinion. I, I look, mm. I, I understand where the comments come from. I do. I understand that. You yeah, know, people people make the comments because they believe that if it becomes too much of a friend group as opposed to a work environment, then not things can get out of hand, but maybe the the level of professionalism drops a little bit. But look, I, the again, we have talked about this on so many occasions. These guys did not come to Montreal to goof around. This is Montreal again is in such a sensitive situation that they need to put their 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 I don't know what the expression is, but they, they need to get their stuff in check here and they need mm-hmm. to work together to rebuild slash retool this organization and in order to do that they're they're not they're not here to mess around these guys are here for for strictly business and we've seen that through press conferences Mm -hmm. with gordon and and hughes right so i'm not worried whatsoever and i think that the comments make sense but i don't i disagree with them
0: yeah i don't like them either and i think um i think these additions are are very important i think there should be more to come and there will be in the offseason little changes here and there um obviously depends how the draft goes and there are many arguments and stuff. Um, but yeah, um, we'll move on now to uh, something we didn't talk about either, which is uh, the hamburglers in town. Uh, maybe we did talk about it, like I when he got so. acquired. Not even? Um, so Andrew Hammond was uh, acquired by the Canes. Sorry to cut for, you off, uh, but yeah.
1: I, I just want to mention, because I remember
0: exactly what happened, is that our, on our last pod,
1: we talked about the importance of acquiring a a um, veteran goalie to send Primo down, but we never. But Hammond was acquired, I think, the next day oh, or Oh, the next
0: day. Yeah. You're right. It was, yeah, he was acquired on like a Saturday. So we probably recorded on a Friday. Yeah. Right. You're right. So it's for uh, Brandon Baddock of uh, the Laval Rocket. So, um, so they, they bring in Andrew Hammond, uh, the Green Pads Beast. He's currently undefeated. Is he two or three? Two and o? 3 and oh. I can't three. see your finger. Three. Okay. Three. Sorry. Um, but obviously he was thrown in, in Winnipeg and in, in the dumpster fire, but that doesn't count. Yeah, he didn't start um, that game. No, he didn't start exactly. Um, but yeah, he he look, he, he he's playing well. He's he, he's a genuine guy. He's happy to be there and he's gonna take advantage of the opportunity he's given. Um and obviously it relieves Primo of the pressure. Um uh, he should rock the honestly, he should rock the great pads at the end of the season. Looking like it'd be funny if he it does. It would be funny. Until he loses at least. Yeah. Does he have a burger on his helmet? Or does he have the hamburger on his helmet? Even he on the Canadians one? Yep. That's so hype. Yeah, it's so cool. I love it. Like I wonder if I'd get kicked out of the Bell Center for throwing a burger on the ice. No,
1: I think I think people did it in Ottawa at the end of the game when they won.
0: R- really? They threw yeah. burgers on the ice?
1: I'm not even joking. I saw a tweet. I don't know who it was, but someone tweeted that.
0: Do they even sell burgers? Oh, they do. It's like those fancy burgers at the Bell Center.
1: Well, maybe you could sneak in a few McDonald's burgers, a few Junior Chickens and just toss Yeah,
0: through them. that airport security, no chance. <laughs> that or airport security. Not, sniff me. Yeah, they, they'd sniff me. I don't know what they would do. Make sure I didn't bring a Junior Chicken or something. i <laughs> <But, laughs> annoying them. <laughs> but look, the, he's, he's played well. And
1: again, like you said, and, and you know what the, the, the coolest thing for me is, is that, he looks comfortable, and you don't yeah. see that very often from a guy that just you know walks into a dumpster fire and says, <laughs> "I'm I'm just gonna I'm I'm just gonna go out and do my thing," and that's what he's yeah. done, and I, and I find that pretty impressive. And he's always been a likeable a likable guy. So on top of everything, I mean,
0: good for him, right? Yeah, good for him. Um, and plus, it, it costed nothing to get well, nothing uh, unless Brandon Baddock becomes a uh, Conor McDavid or Nikita Kucherov. I think but. he's
1: I think he's headed down the Michael McCarron road, <laughs> so we'll just keep it at that.
0: But uh but look, it was it was a needed acquisition. They didn't give up a pick, which is honestly which is something I prefer. And uh and yeah. And they also traded, talking about goalies, uh Michael McNiven on Wednesday for future considerations. Uh and the source, um I won't say the source because it's very uh it's very insider y. <laughs> Um, but the source uh, says that uh, that future consideration is uh, is going to become a, good... a first liner. So, well,
1: uh, people are speculating what number he's going to wear because apparently they might uh, actually like take it down from the rafters. <laughs> I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, but... future considerations. It's a huge name um, in in sports world. Um. So yeah. So, like, honestly, no, but like, genuinely, jokes aside. What is it? I don't
1: know. I I was thinking the exact same thing. Is
0: it? Is it like? Because there has to be something that they agreed on. They can't just say, "Look, I- I'll give you something later. <laughs> we'll talk about that when the time comes." <laughs> right? Like, what like, is it? Oh my god! Is it's, it's it because it's so embarrassing that it can't even? No,
1: no. Because because I've seen I've seen players be traded for money for I I think I saw a baseball player be traded for a dollar once. Like like that's not... <laughs> no, but like there's a future worse
0: consideration has to be worth uh, worse than saying a seventh round pick.
1: I don't, but. But I, I, I don't I wonder what it is and it makes it like I'm so curious. I'm so maybe maybe we can maybe we can ask our followers or our listeners because I don't if know.
0: Anyone knows with a future future consideration? Is it because like it's so far deep? It, like is it like a 2027 20, seventh round? It could be something like that. But why not just write it? Because maybe, maybe like, is there like, cla- a like cut is off. There- maybe is can you
1: tra- like can you trade all, like can I trade if I wanted to a 2032? First round pick in,
0: in, in NHL 22, you can't.
1: Yeah, I, no, you can.
0: You can go all the way down.
1: I wait, okay, <laughs> a I think there's like I think a there's threshold. A uh, yeah, I think yeah. there's a cutoff there, yeah. but I don't know if that
0: will work. I don't know if in <laughs> the CBA it says you can't trade the 20 <laughs> picks, a, tw- a pick in 20 years. I doubt you can. You know what? Hold on. Mark's doing a little bit of
1: research, so in the meantime, sure Consider considerations. I don't know though. I don't know. I look again who cares to be honest i think the important... well oh, I'll, let, I'll let you
0: figure reddit
1: let's see oh, let's see what people have to say i'm sh-
0: answered all your questions on reddit okay so the guy says you can't trade a player for nothing um okay arizona uh, or philly but future considerations is the minimum m- modicum i don't know what that means to satisfy the trade requir- requirements Many times, it just means they will swap conditional draft picks or or something else of no value. Of no value. So, nothing. The guy's contradicting himself.
1: <laughs> okay, but I, I think
0: the point is... I think the point the is... No, sorry, the most notable one is probably when Chris Draper was traded this way for, an eventu- for what eventually turned out to be a dollar. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it's something that, like, <laughs> I guess they say, um, we'll figure it out, but it's along the lines of this. Sure. So, like, yeah. either we'll trade, uh, we'll swap fourth round picks in 2027, <laughs> or, like, <laughs> look, if, if I win the cup in three years, I'll give you $2 instead of 50 cents. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> like, man. So it's so weird.
1: So okay. So bottom line, Michael McNiven was basically traded for nothing, for like literally
0: basically. Nothing. Unless that consideration, that seventh round pick becomes another Jake Evans, then we weren't business. Now,
1: that that's the lottery right there. Then we're in business. But yeah, but I but at, yeah, go ahead. yeah go ahead go ahead. I was just gonna say I was just gonna say that basically at the end of the day, the point is is that you wrote it on the doc here. So it's it's for the purpose of opening up a roster spot, right? That gives them yeah. another contract that they could sign before the deadline.
0: That's what I was gonna tell. I wanted I was gonna throw it to you that open roster oh, spot in parentheses, sorry about that. um, because, uh, you texted me and look, we won't say the source that you saw on Twitter well, because who knows how he's, he's legit fake. it is.
1: He's fake. I messed up.
0: Okay, but but like it makes it sense. It makes sense.
1: Though. It makes sense.
0: It makes sense, but it doesn't mean it's actually gonna happen. But right. Mention don't don't mention the guy.
1: I won't. Because I won't, because I don't want to just mention what
0: what the idea is of that open roster spot could mean for the Montreal Canadiens.
1: Right. So so basically the the idea is is kind of like a similar situation to Cole Caulfield last year is the fact that it gives them an, a roster spot to sign a guy like Jordan Harris who who is now um what's the word I'm looking eligible for his ELC um to sign his first year of his ELC. Mm-hmm. at the end of his NCAA season. Um, and that's kind of what Mark and I have speculated about. That's kind of what we've seen on Twitter, but nothing confirmed whatsoever. But it does make sense. It does make sense um, for the possibility of that happening. Um, we've heard a lot of speculation about Jordan Harris. Is he going to come? Is he going to you know, decide to take his talents elsewhere? Um, we've heard positive news since Kent Hughes has become general manager of the team, but who knows, right? But at the end of the day, it does make sense and it is definitely in the realm of possibility.
0: Cause otherwise, well, why was McNiven traded, like out of nowhere?
1: Like and, I, I understand
0: and... it happening in the off season, but why? Why now?
1: Right, and especially for a team, right, that like was suffering in terms of goalies that they had in their system when it came. Like Montaubon needed wrist surgery. McNiven was injured. Monta- mm-hmm. uh I already said name on Jake Allen was injured primo was clearly not playing well in the nhl like right like they needed like now they don't but they needed mm-hmm. someone at the time so why would you just go out and throw them away for nothing yeah when when there's the possibility of that type of situation co- like coming around again
0: and you shared to calgary so it's kind of funny that they were in calgary if you like they were probably already in calgary or they're on their Makes way it to transition calgary easier so for him no, Well, not even because he's going to the AHL team it's more that like brad tree leaving and what do you mean he's going the to the AHL building.
1: team? I think Markstrom's job is in jeopardy now. No,
0: well after he launched the puck out of his <laughs> net after Suzuki scored, and had his rage issues. <laughs> he's not having a good month though. That's I think it's because he hasn't had a shut in a while.
1: Yeah, those, when he got uh, those up, numbers were lit up.
0: I did you watch that that Vancouver game where they got lit up? Yeah, I did. Did you see how he left the game though because of the skate blade? No. So his skate blade popped up, it, it popped off. It was uh, at the time three nothing. Uh, his skate blade popped off and they got a penalty on the play. So he goes to the bench to change his blade. And, and in the meantime, they're throwing a guy in the box and Vancouver's going to go in the power play for two minutes. And the blade's just not going back in. So the ref says put in the other goalie. You're taking too long. So I forget what their backup is. Um, it's a Vladar. Vladar. exactly. He hops in cold on the PK. Obviously they score. Okay. Vancouver scores. And this guy's still in the back game, his blade changed. And this is all all in a span of five minutes. Vancouver gets a penalty shot. And JT Miller absolutely undresses Vladar. <laughs> and then finally, the period just ends. They're still changing his blade. And they're like, you know what? Screw it. Mark <laughs> are not going back in. It's five nothing. The game That's ended hilarious. like seven nothing. Like, but like, anyways, he's not playing that well. But like some of those goals, uh, I'm sorry. No, a Calgary I... fan. If you're a Calgary Look, fan, Sh- Ch- goal shouldn't go in. The Hoffman one shouldn't go in. No, no, none... Yeah. And even even the Suzuki
1: one, it was a weird angle, but still,
0: right? Like Yeah, like they're the clean shots, like the the Chirot one, really. Like that's not a wire. Hoffman is a wire. Like that thing slings shots off his stick. Right. But well, who am I to say? <laughs> I'm just a I'm well, just a podcaster. Well... <laughs>
1: Just a podcaster, but you know what? At the end of the day, <laughs> I think like again, I think I'm not Marshram's a good goalie. He's a good goalie. There's no doubt. Oh, I really bad. like I like Markstrom. I like him. Yeah, yeah. But we do have to keep in mind also that Calgary is getting to the point where they are, in my opinion, at least, and I and I want to hear what you have to say. But they're they're a cup contender this year. They're a cup contender, and I think that there may maybe look they added to Foley. That's amazing depth. I think if they make a couple more moves, I think they're they're, they're in that they're, they're first in the Pacific. Uh, at least they're the Pacific, right? They're first in the Pacific, Pacific or Central. Pacific, I think. Yeah, Pacific, right. Um, First in the Pacific by a lot, with two games in hand over anyone else. Um, I mean, I think that they have the forward core to do it, and I honestly think that they have the D core necessary for a deep playoff run, so we'll see. But uh, back on Markstrom, like I think that they have a good enough team in front of him that can put up five goals if he lets in four. You know, that that type of thing.
0: I say second round exit. Really? Calgary, yeah. Then the Pacific, yeah. Um, I say second round exit, yeah.
1: Two? Do you have a? Do you have an idea? And um, I, I know it's early. I know it's early.
0: It's true. Their division's really garbage.
1: I mean, look, uh, let's let's look at their division for a second. The Kings. Do I think they're a good hockey team? Sure. Do I think that they can make a run? Probably not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Shit. You're right. Uh, I don't know. I don't think. Look, I don't think they come out of the West. Because I think the Central's just too strong for them. That's fair. I... Look, I know but... it's
1: very early. It's very early. But look, it, uh...
0: the Golden Knights. I think they beat Calgary.
1: Healthy, sure.
0: Um, yeah, they're gonna get stoned back for, by the first. If they, if, if it's Calgary, Patzeretti and Stone are
1: band aids, man, absolute band aids.
0: Yeah, but I still think they could beat them. Yeah, I no, just I Calgary's the type of team in the playoffs where it's not the same hockey team. Like they just play different, I, and that's yeah, well, that's been previous years. Um, but under Daryl Sutter, it might be different because he's a bit of a he's a crazy coach who wants to win. Mm. Um, they're just one of those teams. Like you think of Toronto, it's a different team in the playoffs. Uh, Calgary is kind of the same way; they kind of choke. There, there's
1: um, a lot of teams like that that I've that I've identified in the standings. That you know, to me at least, like look, like I'll name a few, and I want to hear what you have to say. But I think. Mm-hmm. Toronto, that's that's evident, but I think that like a team like the Caps have no chance, absolute zero chance.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think that. It, yeah,
1: like the, the goaltending super- is not. Yeah, there. you're right. The goaltending is not
0: there, and they, the the depth
1: in there. terms of forwards is not there. I mean, they have the ma- they have Mantha, mm-hmm. Oshie, Ovechkin, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, great top six, but mm-hmm. that falls off a cliff. Look, I- I'm just naming a few teams because I find it interesting how. In my opinion, the teams that are going to have the best chance of winning are the teams that don't benefit on the power play as much as a, in the regular season. And I look that's, at teams that yeah. do that, the Capitals, the Rangers. Um, and the Flames. The, Ca- the Flames do if benefit ta- on the power play. You're right. You're if right. we're talking
0: about primary scoring, that's why I'd... If In the playoffs, all I think about is secondary scoring. Obviously, primary scoring is super important. But it's going to come. Unless you're the Vegas Golden Knights in the Eastern Confer- in the conference finals. Right. And it just doesn't come. Mm-hmm. But that's a very rare case. But if your secondary scoring isn't there, you're not going to outscore a team that's firing on all cylinders like the Canadiens were in the last playoff run where like you couldn't even stop the third line. like It was getting right. to a case where like everyone was scoring. So if Calgary, if Goudreau has two games that are off in the first round and that line is quiet, it's like if you shut down the Oilers first line, top line in the playoffs. Well, that's why they have no chance. <laughs> yeah, it's done. You win, you win the series. That's why I, I just feel like that, that they got to Foley, though. That helps a lot, obviously.
1: Do you think, do you think, now by the kind of stand the standards that we've set a little bit here, like does that make you a little bit more confident in a team like LA? Because, like, to be honest with you, like, they they do not benefit from, like, they're, they're good on the power play, there's no doubt about it, but five on five, they take the most shots out of any team in the league, and they score mm-hmm. a lot of goals five on five, and mm-hmm. not even only that, but I, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of their scoring, yes, Kopitar's great, Kempe's great, Yafalo's great, but a lot of their scoring comes from the Dustin Browns, the Trevor Moores, yeah. the Al- uh, Arthur Kalievs, right, like, these guys are, are, like, and and who knows, I feel like in the first round of the playoffs, they might be able to surprise a team, whether it's the calgary or or the, the vegas like who knows I think it's
0: surprised yeah but i think the only team they could beat is edmonton like let's 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 be real like calgary's a, a a powerhouse
1: yeah they are they are
0: they're a powerhouse um do they have a chance at the conference finals 100% i there's just something about i i look at the past and maybe it's a bad thing cuz you shouldn't it's a different hockey team on the ice mm-hmm. but if you look at the core of the calgary flames that has been there for like for a long time now that hasn't been successful and every offseason they question themselves saying do we build a new core do we trade Goudreau? Do it's happened for the past 3 seasons monahan all that stuff now they're having crazy they're having a crazy season and it's, it's good for them hmm. but a team like vegas in my opinion look even even dallas can surprise them in the first round right if if they make the playoffs if yeah. ben hobbie goes crazy in nets and what about Jake Ottinger? He's been he's been amazing too. Even Jake Ottinger, you know what I mean? They're a team that could maybe surprise. I would put my money on Calgary, obviously. Um, but I still see Vegas coming out of that that Pacific division. Yeah, that's fair. If no, they get uh, healthy well, like, right?
1: Well, right, and, and you look at the injuries that they have, right? And not only is, uh, so Patriotti's day to day, but they're saying that he's not he's not gonna return like in the net like I I think I think I think it's one of those things that's gonna linger for a little while here. But look, they have a healthy Jack Eichel. Stone Stone's back injury, but I feel like come playoff time, there's no doubt in my mind that he's back on the ice. Yeah. And Alec Alec Martinez is also going to be back on the ice, mm-hmm. and and that's a guy that is so important to a potential playoff run, right? So mm-hmm.
0: we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. Exactly, but again, it's a bit too early.
1: But also, Mark, I I just wanted to say, like, I think that come come now till the end of the season, when when we're recording, I'd like to touch on. Like where where we're at in the playoff season because mm-hmm. I, yeah, I find it a that. lot of, I, I find it a lot of fun to, you know, see where everything is out because everything can change like this right like you look at you look like you look at um Nashville like they were in such a favorable position position in the Central yeah so you're now, right and now they fe- like now I think they their second wild card or maybe they just even fell out of, or first wild card I believe um mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong but um anyway regardless I think I think it's interesting yeah right now sure. they're in
0: a wild card spot yeah yeah with Dallas we'll see yeah.
1: Um it's time to talk some haps. Yeah some, we'll move well,
0: on. I mean we did, but Yeah, we'll, we'll move on to the uh to the Marty party. The Marty party. I was party. on a five game win streak. Um unfortunately I missed a lot of those games. I think I missed every single one except for maybe a period of the Buffalo one. Mm-hmm. Um so like I can't really break down the games. Um I I watched the highlights, but it's not the same, obviously. Um it's unfortunate. But Accounting, am I right? Kind <laughs> of a big accounting test. Um, but yeah. Um, five game win streak, which honestly... Obviously, some people were mad. Because uh, pain for Shane, whatever. But I think it was good for the team. Put some smiles back on their face. Get them back into a, a, a mojo. You know what I mean? Um, make them want to go to the rink every morning. And, uh, and I think it was just good for this for the team in general. Um, obviously, I don't want to go on a 15-game win streak and push for a wild card spot here. But I liked it. I didn't mind it. Um, and the loss of the Jets was just an entertaining hockey game. And we've mentioned this so many times, where if it's entertaining and you lose, goodbye me. No problems there. And and even to add on to your point, Mark, like people are upset,
1: but... We still sit second, second to last in the league, so Mm -hmm. it's it hasn't really affected our spot too much. And and quite frankly, I mean, Arizona's one point back of us, one point. So with that being said, that can change at any point, at any given time. And look, you you win a few hockey games, you boost the morale a bit. You get you get some production from some some names. You get some production from the Suzuki, the Caulfield, the Anderson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, while also being in a favorable drafting spot. So I, I look, I understand. The cause for concern, but do I think that it's do I think it's been validated? Do I think that it's necessary? Not as of now, no.
0: Yeah, but um we'll see how it goes. But obviously this whole streak and this whole um winning mood has changed players' uh performances on the ice and uh and look Petrie's playing I'm not saying he's playing like Jeff Petrie but he's playing better because some of his assists are just rimming it off the glass and it's secondary assists, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Ben Chirac is an absolute beast out there. Um, yeah, they're going to get a first round pick for that guy, hundred um, percent. And they better do it soon, Mark. I mean, I, I, look, I, I think they're going to do it I... when they get when when the table when it's the table the offers on the table. Once it's there, they take it. I don't think it's there yet. That's why. I, but I saw on Twitter that like apparently the the buyers are trying to squeeze the sellers
1: okay that that's fair I, I just I just think that and and, and you're you're 100% right and and like mm-hmm. I I you're you're on track there but for me it's like I think Ben Chirot like I talked about at the at the top of the episode Ben Chirot's the type, the type of player where you know how I said like teams become needy as as it gets close to the deadline I feel like he's the type of player where his and agree with uh, I mean disagree with me if you think I'm wrong here but I feel like his value drops a little bit if if he's not playing up to par the closer you get to the deadline you know
0: yeah like yeah you're right but he's playing very well right now you're right, right so now I yeah
1: yeah like three three points last night he looked like a first like he looked like he could fetch a first rounder but I mean I but you know you know what in his defense he's been playing some good hockey and he's actually been getting on the score sheet like in terms of assists and mm-hmm. two goals last night so I yeah. mean, look, like add some grit to your team
0: exactly so again, we're gonna, we're going to be awaiting the next trade because we're excited for that. Um, and like honestly, I we covered all, everything we wanted to cover as of right now. Mm-hmm. So we'll slowly move into what's coming up for the Canadians, and we'll do our bold predictions. Sure. And and who knows? We might get in on a rant about Kachina jerseys, um, <laughs> Kachin- or or maybe cup cup holders at the Bell Center. Cup holders, yeah, security. Um, Saturday night against the Edmonton Oilers at seven PM is the next game for the Canadians. So it's an early at one t- in Edmonton then t- tomorrow. Yeah, for them, right? What is it? Five? Was what's the hour difference? Two hours? Two, maybe uh, three, but I feel like it's two, there. Um, and they have a bit of a, a bit of a break, three day break, and they're in Vancouver. Oh, the wonderful ten thirty games in Vancouver on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. God, I I still PTSD from like the shootouts. At 12 o'clock at midnight, JT Miller last season, yeah. Bo Horvat going five. They skate all the way along the boards. And then, so remember that
1: I d- that that sparked a memory for me because I remember. Do you remember when Adam Godette like oh my god, yes. Goal? That was so, a
0: shot and a half, that was a and then yeah,
1: that was a crazy shot. And then they ended up losing that game because Tatar went through the legs in the
0: shootout, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I went straight to Twitter, straight. Oh to my Twitter. god, no,
1: not only did you go straight to Twitter, but I went straight to TSN 690 post game show,
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and I was show. so upset, yeah. I was so upset. But it was, yeah, it was, I can't was at that time, yeah,
1: yeah, that was that was a while. It, was like, it feels it like so long midnight. ago, yeah, at that time,
0: yeah, like. We were. I was so mad that they were losing all. Remember, they were like nine. They were losing so many points in in shootouts and overtime. And we were like, "How is this team gonna do? How's team gonna make the playoffs?" So they can't even. I forget how many points it was that they dropped in nine. A I think lot, in, a lot. A lot. It was Two like nine. Man. Yeah, something along and, those lines. And they ended up going undefeated in overtime in the playoffs or something. Um. Oh my god. Like well, do you remember? Crazy. Do you
1: remember when they got their first points? Like in the in the, I think I think they got their first. It was the blue jerseys? Like, past, it was the blue jerseys. Oh my god! I never want to yeah. see those things again. Genuinely, yeah, God, gone. I mean, I, I I like them, but I never want to see them on the Habs ever no. again. Yeah,
0: no, 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 I don't know. Um, but speaking about, it's crazy how long or short that felt that when it, when that happened. Um, can you believe? Like the the starting roster of this team. And not only how much hap- has happened between this season and last season, but just this season in general. Adam Brooks was on the Montreal Canadiens.
1: I know that feels like it was like three years ago already.
0: Right? Like all it's these weird. things feel like like when the before the variant, that team Perros' hat trick. Yeah. Like what, what about
1: what about when like like on it like I know Clagg Clag Clegg is on our team now, but yeah. like doesn't it feel like so long ago that we like picked him up off waivers?
0: Yeah. There's just it felt like I don't know. That variant like stoppage of time kind of like made us forget about everything. I know, insane, so weird, and it was so weird because the NHL was
1: in such a bad state at one point. Like yeah. every, I think, I think probably like over fifty percent of the league entered the protocol at one point. And like, do you remember every, the Habs yeah. roster? Harvey Pennard. I think I everyone think Cameron did. Hillis got called up from the ECHL. Oh my god, insane. Cam Hillis
0: his, yeah. yeah, he played his first NHL game. Everyone got on protocol except for Nick Suzuki, I think. I think you're I right. Think everyone did. Everyone, even the yeah, co- I remember even Trevor Latowski only... was on COVID protocol.
1: I don't even know who that is, to be honest
0: with you. The assistant coach. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: But all I know is that all I know is that like the the one the two players that hadn't hit the COVID protocol were like I think at the time were like Romanov and Caulfield and Suzuki. But then Caulfield and, and Romanov hit it. So got then... it.
0: Yeah, it just sues. Yeah, um, and they're back at home uh, next Saturday against Seattle.
1: The twelfth, right?
0: Yeah. Um, men in Philly, and then well, I'm not gonna read the whole schedule of this month, but, <laughs> but yeah. We're, so, but we're approaching um,
1: the end of the season. We're like about 55 games in, right? So think about yeah, that. Yeah, it's almost five games left. About. Mm-hmm.
0: Then we're gonna be in the off season and just. Oh, I wish there was more hockey. Like now we hope for the off season, and then in the off season we hope for October. Like I know. Anyways. Oh God. Well, at least after the draft. Um, after the draft and after free agency, agency even. yeah, free agency. Yeah even though free agency is always a
1: such a bust
0: but such a bust and the trade deadline has been such a bust
1: yeah can we talk about something quickly like the fact that i i I got a score notification about it not even a tweet a score notification saying that Mm -hmm. ken hughes wants to be able to attract big free agents come next offseason
0: yeah because yeah it was on um was that on insider trading yeah insider trading mentioned it Pierre Lebron mentioned it, I think. And oh, yeah, I did.
1: yeah, 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 you're right. But, like, is that... Like, does, it not, does that not confuse you a little bit?
0: Um, It does. Um, And I'm not for... Like, people are... People are for the decision, you know, bring in Bergeron and Latang. Yeah. I've but in that. my mind, I'm like, you have to... Like, I know... I understand everyone wants to be competitive. And I understand you can't tell a coach to lose. But try not to bolster the team because you have to you have to miss the playoffs next year in my opinion by a significant amount. You have to have a chance at Bedard. There's no way in four years there's no way in four years should you be looking back saying, well now Bergeron's retired and he was a hab for two seasons but we passed on the chance of drafting Bedard or Michkov that would make us successful for 10 years straight. Like, you have to, you have to sacrifice next season. And I'm not saying pull a Toronto Maple Leafs and tell Babcock, make sure this team loses and and show that you're tanking. But don't bolster the team. What I do think is gonna happen, however, is I think they're gonna sign Crystal Tang. I think they're gonna sign Crystal Tang as a mentor to uh Jordan Harris into a Kaden Gooley okay. into a Romanov. I think it's going to be a two to three year or a three year deal at eight and nine million. And one of those crazy deals short term, he comes here because he's not going to get paid in Pittsburgh. Comes to Montreal to stop the rumors and uh, play for Hughes. Um, That I don't mind because Crystal Tank isn't really a game changer to say and I think he'd help our young players learn. But you can't go out and start spending money on Philip Forsberg and Johnny Goudreau and all these guys. Like, no. Beca- I don't know yeah. if you agree. Like, I don't know if you agree. No.
1: no well, well, you actually tweeted about it. And I then did. I cu- and then I couldn't find the tweet anymore. So maybe I don't know what happened. But but you maybe I yeah, just I don't should
0: know. I, should I quote myself here?
1: Yeah. That, well, I was going to quote you, but without saying your name. And I thought it would have been funny, but I couldn't find the tweet because I remember I'm, responding. Imagine to if it. I didn't recognize it. I think you deleted it. Did you delete it by any chance or is that? Out of the realm of I think it was a
0: reply, maybe. Did oh, you okay, just check my tweets? Yeah, and I couldn't find oh, it. Oh, so... yeah, it was a reply to, to Tony. Oh, okay. You can go ahead and read it if you want. Yeah, so um, so Mark anthony Bertai just said on Twitter, <laughs> "Uh, At Tony Marinaro, I couldn't agree more. In order to have long-term sustainable success, championship teams have proven that one to two picks, so first and second overall picks in the draft, are absolutely necessary. I would never trade 10 to 15 years of competitiveness with Bedard for 3 years of mediocrity with UFA signings. Oh, like
1: uh, again, like you do not have to convince me of that statement. Mm-hmm, like that, right? that that and you know what it's funny because because I think that a lot of people are on board with that, but a lot of people, a lot of Habs fans and a lot of I don't want to say casuals. I just want to say people that are like eager to win, which is a great thing or like they're they're passionate about winning like mm-hmm. they like they have like devils on their shoulders or a devil and, and an angel right they have like one, yeah. one person telling them oh you know let's be bad let's let's have a few years of you know of finishing in the bottom five and and then let's have 10 years of success but then the devil is like saying oh go out and you know, throw money at Johnny Goudreau, throw money at, yeah. at Chris Letang, right? So it's like, it's funny because like part of me says that and part of me says the other thing. But like, I know, I know what they need to do. And I know that in order to have those, those 10 years of success with five years of potentially winning the cup, for example, is so much more valuable to a Habs fan than being mediocre, like you mentioned, for 15 seasons, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, But yeah, like, we'll see what happens. I don't know what's... First of all, first of all, Bergeron has tried... Ten years to bring a free agent to Montreal. Well, who did he bring? Thomas Vanek, Tyler Toffoli. Those I are the names he brought. Don't even think he brought
1: Thomas Vanek in. as a free agent. Did he?
0: Yeah, he did.
1: I, th- I could have sworn he. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, traded for him.
0: Oh, it was a trade deadline acquisition. Right.
1: Was it? I think. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was because because I don't think he played uh, the next I season. Right.
0: I think you're right. I, I didn't mean throw to fact back, you, oh but God, I just, yeah. I just like, no, no, no. I, I think you're right. It. No, no,
1: because at the end of the day, you're right, right? Like you, you brought up his name, but then now, like now, take that off the list. Like you're talking about like Tyler defoley and that's it.
0: Hoffman, like, yeah, you're right. A second round pick and a and a prospect, Sebastian Kohlberg. Okay, so it was a, it was a it was a trade a deadline big, move. It was a big trade on trade deadline. Okay, and it was yeah, a last minute my move bad.
1: too. I remember that. It was yeah minute.
0: It was late in the afternoon. Okay, you're right. You're right. So, so, yeah, but so there's literally. Proven. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, Tofoli. It's the biggest name he brought in. And I'm not saying it's because he, he had bad negotiation skills or he couldn't sell the team or because he was bad. It's, no one wants to come here.
1: And, and and with reason, right? So I won't even get I won't even with, get it. With off ice
0: right. reasons. That's sure. the main factor. It's yeah, off absolutely. ice political reasons. Um, And now with COVID, why, why would a player want to come here and have to test 60,000 times before hopping on the right. ice? And you know what I mean? Like have no fans and all that stuff. Anyways.
1: Right. And, and even, and even to your point, right? Like you look at like the biggest, like Toffoli did a couple interviews that were honestly some great interviews, but mm-hmm. where he talked about his passion for playing in Montreal. And one of the biggest reasons was, and, and, and quite frankly, I think that it's, it's one of the only reasons any free agents, if any want to come to Montreal is because of the fan base and how passionate the fans are for winning, mm-hmm. because you go to a place like Florida and don't get me wrong. One of the best teams in the league, but their fans couldn't care less. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Imagine we had the Panthers team with our fan base. <laughs> like, holy cow!
0: It's very rare for a player to want to come here without having played here or stay long term without having played here, or like, even look, grown Su- up
1: here. For example, right? Like,
0: because they know. Like Suzuki, he was dra- he was traded here, so he got a taste of it, and then decided I want to stay here long term because how amazing it is. Mm-hmm. But like, a guy to fool who never played here, how did he know? Right. So, right. It's very but- rare.
1: But and, and then even to add on to that, you're looking at a player like Jeff Petrie, where I've where I've heard rumors now, whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, where he's saying that he's trying to get out of being traded away from Montreal. Now, I don't know if you heard that. I hope not. If it, 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 um, I'll, I'll pull it up quickly because I don't I don't want to you know, I don't, I don't want to say anything without a source here. Um, but but apparently that's the case. And and if that is the case, as much as we don't like that 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 idea. Does it attract free agents potentially?
0: Uh, if we're talking about Patriot here, I think if you if you receive a, an offer that that you like, you take it. They, well, like he could be happy, he could be happy now because he, they just won six out of seven games, so he's in a good mood. But right. that doesn't change what's gonna happen. What he's, he's still getting paid for for the next four years at six and a half million dollars. We're talking about seven games here, not four right. years.
1: No, I, so, I agree. Like I'll just I'll just read the source because yeah. I don't want to sound. It was by, it was from Stu Cowan or Stu Cohen. Stu Cowan. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, he Stu said Cowan, Jeff yeah. Petrie could be changing his mind about wanting out of Montreal since the coaching change.
0: Yeah, and, and... cool, but like at the same time, Ken he said on public on live television that if he receives a trade for Petrie that he likes, he's taking it? Right. I think Look. I think if you're in a retool, money has to go. Money has to go. And he's one of them that the money has to go. And we could even talk about this because I've mentioned it before. But through all the last time, ladies and gentlemen, Brendan Gallagher has scored. Mark Bridgerman was our general manager.
1: Feel bad for that guy, man.
0: I feel bad for him. But at the same time, it's a business. And he's getting paid also six and a half for the next five years. If I'm not mistaken,
1: so is that? So is that? I think you're right. is Is that is that a contract that you retain salary cap on? Try not to. to. Well, how do you not? What team's taking that on?
0: Uh, Twenty nine
1: years old, and he has. I don't know about that.
0: Marinaro said you call L.A. for uh, and you call you call Bergeret. The Owen Gallagher reunion. The guy. Who, the guy who gave him the contract. Yeah. Yeah, he's on a six-year deal, so there's five years left, right? Yeah,
1: I love Galli, but at the end of the day, I mean, like it's, it's I think his his time is up in the well, not time is up in the NHL, but I think his time as a dominant a guess? goal scorer, yeah, a he's out uh, of gas. He's and it's funny because a lot of people thought that oh well Gallagher's career was going to end because of his be, due to his play style, and it's actually it not even it was, yeah, it's, but it's, not even case, like it. it's not even the case though. It's not even the case though. The case is that he, he he got unfortunate injuries because he was getting slap shots to the hand by Shea Weber and PK Subban and whoever the whoever hell else I think was Romanov a one. Romanov off, so. that was the one that put him out for this season like oh yeah. my god it's unfortunate like the guy's always got a cut on his lip somewhere
0: but again I I try to move him
1: I agree but but it's tough it's tough That's stuff tough. it's a
0: it's a tough player to move. We'll move on though, because now we're reaching the fifty-three minute mark. I, I, I think I should have predicted that we we're going to go on a rant of some random. I knew it thing, was going to happen. You knew but, it was going to happen. Um, bold predictions for the for tomorrow night's game in Edmonton against the Oilers. Do you have one? I'm trying to bold think of one while I talk. That's bold why I'm talking slowly. I don't
1: know what's bold anymore. Like the, I, the the Habs winning six out of the last seven was bold
0: uh let me let me see here wait did Pizzetta play last night yeah okay he did because he dressed he, up all uh like a cowboy yeah
1: he's looking good he he subbed in for Perot last night okay I'll oh god I don't know oh you know what okay we just talked about it. I'll take a goal from Gallagher take a goal from Gallagher oh yeah
0: wow okay that's smart um
1: should I make, should I go for two or is that too bold? I know the game the name of the game is bold predictions. That's so. very bold.
0: Yeah. You can two, go for it. Two. Yeah. Two. two. for two Gallagher. Two for, for Gallagher. I'm going to go uh I'm going to go uh I'm going to go goal and assist for uh for Chris Weidman.
1: I don't. I have no comment on that one. I have no comment on that one. What? <laughs> Chris Wyman. What a name!
0: <laughs> yeah. Chris Wyman, goal and assist. You heard it here first. Habs Culture right. Podcast. Anything else you like That's- to add? I, just, I don't know, man. I, 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 I don't. I just ruined. I made you speechless yeah, you, by saying you, that you, word. You just, you
1: like. just put me in a really bad mood. I think. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, no. I like. I let's see what happens. Look, I mean, I wouldn't be like. It's not even bold to say. Remember when it was? It came to the point where it was like, oh, the Habs winning this game is bold. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, it's gone. It's gone to that point. But it's gone. It. like you, like you say all the time. Never a dull moment in
0: Montreal. never. never. It's a good thing and a bad thing. To yes. say the least and on that note we thank you so much for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you we'll catch you next time hopefully soon so thanks for joining us see you guys stay safe guys